The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. And welcome into the EP Podcast. My name is Chris Lanuti. You're in my basement for 30 minutes of good in a world of dumb for Evergreen Park and the surrounding area. And a lot of people have asked me, why don't I tell you what's coming up in future weeks on the EP Podcast? And it's really simple. This isn't live radio. In fact, it's on demand. You can listen to these shows whenever you want to. And we try to make them as evergreen as possible, meaning if you miss an episode, you want to go back. You're not going to feel like you've gone back in a time warp and none of it makes any sense. Also, if you miss an episode, it's not like you don't know what's going on and you have to catch up. We're there for you whenever you need us. But in case you've missed some recent episodes, I will be happy to tell you what you can go back and listen to right now on demand, anywhere podcasts can be found, and at theeppodcast.com where there's a nifty search engine if you just want to look up certain things. In the past month alone, we've talked about the fact that Evergreen Park is Tree City, USA. I've sat down one-on-one with local Dr. David Beckman to talk about weight loss and what's good to eat and bad to eat and the easiest way to exercise and some tips you might not have known about. It turns out you don't have to exercise very long every day to get results. We've got an episode that covers everything that's going on in the Evergreen Park Library because they always have a ton of stuff going on. The Evergreen Park Economic Development Advisory Group is trying to figure out what kind of businesses you want to have move into Evergreen Park. Sat down, had a long talk with Reed Nuttall, who is on that board and is debuting in the next couple of months a brand new wine bar in Evergreen Park. We spent an entire episode talking with the mayor, Kelly Burke, about things going on on 95th Street, construction, plans for the village, a new program that they're testing out to try to slow down drivers in certain areas of Evergreen Park. Go back an episode or two before that, and you've got a real estate expert sitting down here for a half hour talking about buying or selling a house in this area. There is something for everyone, and it is all brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. They are dedicated to supporting our area with great banking tools and friendly service. They are a true community bank that provides our neighborhood with customized financial solutions like total access checking, an account with free ATMs nationwide, plus When you open a total access checking account today, you get $300 as a bonus. Open online at bankevergreenpark.com slash total access slash EP. $100 required to open. Requirements to qualify. Must use link to apply. Member FDIC. On the phone line with me right now, the good people over at the Evergreen Park Community Center. We have Glenn Panuski on the line, and he is sitting right next to the speakerphone with Josie Donovan of the Rec Department. How are you both? We are fantastic on this otherwise dark, dreary, rainy Friday. You know, you can't you can't do weather with an on-demand show, Glenn, especially in right. Chicago, because That's every <laughs> every thirty minutes the weather changes. Every day you can go up or down twenty to thirty degrees. Right now, somebody's listening to this, and it's eighty-five and sunny. I'm sure we should all have that mindset. We're looking out the windows, and we see the snow-topped mountains and the blue skies. And, you know, then we look out another window, and we see the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> listen, listen, you laugh, but snow-topped mountains is the forecast for Wednesday. All right, so first off, you have, Glenn, some stuff from the Office of Citizen Services. Well, the big thing, um, Thursday, May the 5th, 
is the grand opening of the annual farmers market, and they you know, they 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 are fully stocked with some great vendors. Still adding some as we speak, so they are there every Thursday from May through October from 7 a.m. to 1 p.m. over at Yukich Field. I can't remember how you know how many years in a row they've done this, but that's just a fixture in Evergreen Park. So that's the place to be on on Thursday morning. When you talk about vendors, is it something where you're you're pre-setting them in advance? I was always curious about this. Is it like the farmers market opens up and you wait for these farmers and these other vendors to, to just show up? Or is it something where you're contracting with them for the entire year? Or do they tell you like a week in advance we're coming? Like, how does it work? Beth had letters out probably by January, you know, and many of them are repeats, you know, but they've, she could have opened a month ago and had, you know, plenty of vendors. And and a lot of them maybe are not there on opening day. Some of them join in maybe the fourth, fifth weekend uh, because maybe their particular product hasn't grown yet, <laughs> you know. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's a great time all summer long. Most important vendor that I'm concerned about, the tamale stand. Is it coming back? I want to say yes. I think I did see that. We have to make sure. We have to make sure the tamales are back. That's like a thing every year. The first time I went to the farmer's market, it was because a buddy of mine was like, hey, uh, Evergreen's got a farmer's market. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, yeah, I know you're not into most of that stuff, but they got great tamales, man. Make it like a lunch stop. And they have been there every year. So uh, if if they're not there, I'm holding you personally responsible, Glenn. Well, and let me also say this now that you bring up tamales, that gets us into the thing of heat which then segues into the fact that they also offer these uh, great one-day trips, and there's one coming up in May on uh, Tuesday, May 24th, and it is a trip to the Chicago History Museum to see the Chicago Fire exhibit that they've got all going on over there. I'm actually go- I'm not going on that trip, but I am going to that museum sometime in the next couple of weeks because that is it is actually the 150th anniversary of the Chicago fire and they have a, a great exhibit over there. So uh, you can still sign up. There's another, uh, there's an extension on the sign up. So there's another week as of this recording. Only Glenn Panuski could find a way to link tamales to a trip to the historical society and the Chicago fire. That's a transition, Josie. I hope you're prepared to, uh, to equal that. Well, your five years of improv training will do that for you. So, you know, they also have another one coming up in June, uh, Gardens of the Rock River Valley up in northern Illinois. That's a good one, too. So these are all you can come in. You can uh, visit the website or come in and visit the community center and get information on those one-day trips. Are all the Office of Citizen Services trips for senior citizens? Is it for everybody? Is there an age Anybody and his brother can take those uh, take those trips. Okay. Yeah, largely the seniors too, because they're the most uh, available, you know, during the daytime. <laughs> uh, but uh, if they're not babysitting, and that's why we had a uh, an ice cream social a couple of days ago for uh, because it's spring break week, and you've got grandparents that are babysitting. Uh, you know, grandkids. And so we said, Hey, bring them on in. We'll have, we'll have some fun. So we had some ice cream and games and, and uh, that was a nice turnout. And while we talk about that, we can segue to the youth because we had a very special event this week in that our youth department just celebrated its 40th birthday because the uh, youth commission was founded on, I want to say it was April the 17th of 1982 
And actually, for this week, actually, the uh, kids who are in grades 5 to 12, they may uh, want to take part in an art hour over in the youth room uh, taught by uh, Dan Doyle. And this is from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. They're focusing on drawing eyes, a realistic set of eyes, and then an anime set of eyes. The other thing that uh, is kind of exciting is that our historical commission is going to be expanding. They are going to be moving into uh, bigger quarters, probably uh, over the summer. They're, they have a small room here at the community center. They are moving uh, over to the senior center where he's got much more room because Mayor Burke really wants to have uh, tours, of, especially through the schools coming through there and there's a lot more room to accommodate that well they they need space they need space glenn because i've been down into the into the storage room and they have some really interesting pieces that they can't put on display like signs that used to be going up and down 95th street or over at the plaza and they still have like some of these historical pieces but they're big and they really can't put them up on display so I think that's cool that they're going to have that because you could really start an Evergreen Park Museum with what they've collected. Oh, that's, that's the idea. The, like I said, Mayor Burke really wants to it'll be open to the community set hours. We don't know yet, but she really wants school groups coming through there. So we'll be working with George and we'll get George on the show. I know Josie has a ton of things to talk about. We're going to get to that coming up next year on the EP podcast. One of the big benefits to having my own network of podcasts is let's say I have a guest on and they were great for the Sox in the Basement podcast covering the Chicago White Sox, who had a terrible, terrible last week. But I had a guest on last week on that program who's a local Evergreen Park resident, and he has a really interesting collection associated with the White Sox. I like the interview so much, I'm going to share it on this show as well. That's next, right here on the EP Podcast, found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the EPPodcast.com. Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local country financial representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708-425-1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. Let's talk with a guy that loves his team so much that he has an image of every White Sox player in history with the exception of six. I can't wait to hear who the six are. Jim Pender is a substitute teacher in Evergreen Park at Evergreen Park Community High School. He also uh, works over at the ballpark. You're a huge White Sox fan. You walked in with some of your pictures. Uh, you had more in the car, and I was like, we're, we're not a video podcast. There's no reason to carry all these in here. But, Jim, how are you? Not too bad, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. I, I appreciate you stopping in just to take a couple of minutes because it, it's just kind of – a fun story. I, I saw this article and then I saw that you were local and I was like, well, I'd love to have him on. So first off, who are the six? Do you, do you know them right off the top of your head? I can remember most of them. I, I did get uh, Charlie Cavanaugh. I got today. Somebody <laughs> sent me that one. So that eliminates. We're one. down to five. Yes, we're down to five. <laughs> Ernie Growth, Lloyd Merriman, this Andy Nelson 
and Robert Lawrence. Andy Nelson's in 1912, and Robert Lawrence, I believe, is in 1924. So some of them, when that happens, I can go on baseball reference, and they got a little dinky picture, but he's with the Sox. Both of those two guys I can't find on there. So can't get a picture of them Can't anywhere. get a picture of them. But I, I have a couple friends around, the, not around the world, but I have one um, down near St. Ambrose where my son goes to school and also uh, a friend of mine who was a teacher at Bogan and then he retired and went to went to Phoenix and he's out there and he's he's got more stuff than you can imagine autograph wise and picture wise he's got a lot so I haven't contacted him yet I'm going to find those guys if it's the last thing I do no question about it so why do this why why collect all the pictures well I guess uh, I, I don't know if I'm obsessed I would say I probably have yeah, my wife probably would think so but I love the team. I, I haven't missed an opener since 1975. Um, and, you know, I go with my childhood friends and we meet uh, Shinnicks and wherever and we, we sit there and get caught up on our families and how's everybody doing. And then we go to the ballpark. The one with the, with the COVID, I went to what was considered the opener when the fans were able to go. I consider that my opener. So since 1975, when I was in college, I haven't missed. And if I'm breathing, I'm going. Do they have to be in White Sox garb for it to count for you? Well, no, because I have like 50 of them okay. that are not in a White Sox uniform. It's preferred, but you, you absolutely. But you don't like that. That makes it hard because some of them you have these images. I'm sure some of these older ones, right, where yeah. they're not in a White Sox uniform. Absolutely, they're grainy or they're from a newspaper article that you find online back in the day. I have a couple guys, uh, Augie Swenter. He was 1922. And I have him in a football uniform from his college days, but I don't have him in a baseball uniform. So I, I spoke with you before. I have somebody that has con- two people contacted me today about photoshopping, and it's a it's an art for sure. So hopefully they can first get rid of the grainy part, and then they can put a uniform on them, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's good enough for me. There, there's a there's a guy, I only miss him, one guy in the 30s. Right. In a uniform. Everybody else has got a uniform on. His and it just drives is, you nuts. It drives me nuts. Yeah. Mem love it. And you know what drives me even more nuts? He died in Downers Grove in 1995. If I could have found him, I would have gone to his house. I have gone to people's houses and knocked on their doors. I'm not shy. And just taking a picture of him? Well, just, well, yeah, (laughs) at that time I didn't have the picture, but now I found him in a shirt and tie. Okay. There's this big Wikipedia thing about the guy. He came up the last game of the season in 1933. The game was in Detroit. It wasn't here. If it was here, I would have a picture of Mem Lovin in a Sox uniform. What is the plan for this now? You have this amazing collection. Like you work over at the ballpark. You said that you're yeah, you're, you're doing right. the, the split, split the, the pot. pot. Yes. Uh, so you move throughout the ballpark. You you were even mentioning to me that they had uh, Easter mass there on Sunday, which I thought was really cool. Yes, that they, they did. They, they they have mass every Sunday every for Sunday. The, those that are working. I think that's that's awesome that they do that. So you did Easter mass inside the ballpark and manager Kevin Cash over the Tampa Bay Rays came over to have uh, to have he Easter came. mass with you. He must have prayed well because they won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he was inspired there on, yes, on Easter was. to go win. Okay, so uh, 
so you're obviously around the ball ball club. Do they know about your collection? Do you have plans to share it with them? If it, like at some point that like it gets passed on to the team, or what's the? I the don't end think game? they. I don't think they know about it because I, I I just started working there last summer for Split the Pod. Okay, and then this, you know, I don't go around talking about it that much, but I I did get. Uh, Tim Moran from Evergreen Park to get it on the pad. So I'm getting texts and my sisters are calling me and, you know, and my brothers, a nice article. And so I, it's just, I started collecting White Sox in third grade. I mean, I, I would write letters to the players and I still write today. There's a guy named uh, Jack Smalling who puts out this book. He's on his maybe 21st edition of it. And all it is is the addresses of every major league player that ever played or now, or if the, he's got the dates that they pass away. So I still write to these guys to get autographs. I mean, I still send it to, you know, their home or, or there's some guys that were with the Sox and now they're on different teams. So I'll send it to their current team with a self-addressed stamped envelope. So my first, you know, love was collecting autographs back in the day. My first autograph was Mickey Mantle on 35th Street when he was coming out of Comiskey Park to get on the Yankees bus in 1963. And then I was hooked because he was a great player. And we, you know, a lot of people hate the Yankees and and I'm not exactly Man. a big fan of them. I'm going to tell you something. My father right now, who's probably listening to this episode, incredibly jealous because uh, Mickey Mantle uh, was uh, a little hungover when he got in there, uh, <laughs> sure. and, and when they were in there, and uh, Mantle swore at him, dropped a couple of F-bombs, and refused to sign his autograph when he was a little kid. Joe Piscopo signed it, but, no uh, kidding. but no not, kidding. not Mickey not Mantle. Mantle. No, so he's uh, he, I'm sure he'd be a little jealous to hear that Mickey, the Mick must not have imbibed as much the night before well, he met you. Yeah, I think it was a day game on a Saturday, and then he came out. <laughs> so you're you're an Uber fan. You're a huge White Sox fan. That is indisputable. Absolutely. Looking at what no you're doing, question. and you're walking around the ballpark right now. What do you, what do you feel right now? Are you you're excited about this team? Are you happy with everything that's going on? Uh, you walked in, you pointed at my picture of uh, Luis Robert next to the bar, and you're like that guy. I think he's going to be the MVP this year. Yeah, and I think that. Cease is going to be the Cy Young Award winner. I may be wrong, but I the way they've started, I think, you know, it's only two weeks into the season. Treading water, we have the best record in baseball with a bunch of injuries. So when our regulars get back, let's hope that we just tear through it. And, and, I, and I think they're going to learn from last year. You know, unfortunately, last year, I think we were too far ahead where not that they laid off or laid back or whatever you want to call it, but I think that now they're going to be ready for the playoffs a lot more. They're going to be ready to realize that every inning counts, every pitch counts. Let's go. It seems like a great team that is very together. You know, they, they like each other. Um, I really think that we got a decent shot at, at getting to the World Series and winning it. So I just I just love the team. I've, I've loved them my whole life. That's awesome. There's a fan right there for you. Jim Pender uh, is a substitute teacher. Uh, you uh, will see him walking around uh, trying to do the split the pot. Really interesting thing that you're doing here. I, I, I'm going to tell you, I kind of hope that the team catches what you're doing. Okay. I don't know. You seem like a modest guy and you're like, I just do this for fun. But it'd be cool if they caught up to what you're doing and people could get a look at this because I'm sure you have things in there that people can't find very easily. And I think it's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's a lot of fun. And you know, you only live once. You got to have a good time. You got to have fun doing what you're doing. And 
this is something that's been my whole life and you know since third grade and and I've loved this team it was a, a great you know they we won the World Series on my wedding anniversary on October 26th and I'll never forget it and uh, you know hopefully we get another one in our lifetime and it would be great it's tough to win I mean it's tough to you know repeat every team you know and and we're gonna get there we're gonna get there I believe that Jerry Reinsdorf would like the Sox to win one more for him in his lifetime and for Tony. So, and I think he'll do whatever it takes, and and I think we're going to get there. It's now time for your EP podcast, Word on the Street, brought to you by Cool Clouds Vapor Shop. Quitting smoking is hard, and Cool Clouds wants to offer you an alternative. They have a full taster bar, and they have some great CBD products as well. Right in Evergreen Park, 3837 West 95th Street. Stop in there today or go direct to CoolCloudsVapor.com. Queen of Hearts at the American Legion keeps climbing over $16,000 up for grabs. It happens every Wednesday night. This coming Saturday, they have the best karaoke in town. Go check it out. If you want to take a trip outside of Evergreen Park, I don't normally mention things that are outside of the EP because I have another podcast that handles all the stuff on the South Side, and it's called South Side Pod. But I'm actually going to be out with South Side Pod this coming Saturday in Blue Island. They have this massive art festival. It's called Mayfest. It's from noon until 5 p.m. on the 30th this coming Saturday. Maypole's artist crafters, craft beer, good eats, live DJ, music, and much, much more. Celebrate spring, shop for Mother's Day, enjoy the vibe out there. Looks like they're going to have somewhere between 70 and 90 different tents along Old Western Avenue in Blue Island. I will be one of them giving away stuff with Southside Pod. If you want to get out of town and try something out in Blue Island, come by, say hi. I mentioned earlier in the episode, but I'll repeat it. There is an economic development survey that is out. The Economic Development Advisory Group is conducting a survey to help guide recommendations on what new businesses should be recruited into the Village of Evergreen Park. You can get this survey online at the Village website, or you can stop into the Village Hall and fill out a hard copy. The day this episode comes out, Monday, April 25th at 8 p.m. is the deadline to get your survey in. So if you want to have an impact on what comes into the EP, this is your last chance to do so. If you have anything for the word on the street you want to get out, make sure you visit us at theeppodcast.com, leave a voice message, send us a written message. We'll get it on the air. That's your EP Podcast Word on the Street. Found anywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com. And let's get back to Josie and Glenn. I want to talk to Josie Donovan about what's going on at the rec department. How are you, Josie? I'm wonderful. And yourself? Good, good. You know, Glenn goes, I'm going to do the speaker phone. That way we can both be on together. He's been talking for nine minutes. I, I wanted to make sure we got to you. I don't know. So I feel like I might outdo one, but you know what? We're excited. <laughs> this is a good thing. Right. I mean, there's a lot going on here. If you had to pick one big thing to kick it off with, I, I do this every once in a while when I have a guest that comes in and they have like a list of things. And I go, what is the big thing? It's what everybody wants to hear that the parade's back. And we're, we're so excited for the fireworks, the parade. We'll kind of be back to old school. We'll, we'll have it on Friday, July 1st. Uh, kicking off at 6.30, and then we'll have fireworks at Duffy at dusk, so approximately 9 o'clock, 
we're kind of excited. We think Chris is going to MC the event for us. <laughs> yes, I, I said a, I, I have I have spoken to the mayor, and I believe I've spoken with uh, folks over at the Evergreen Park Chamber of Commerce. Uh, it sounds like I'll be on the mic during the parade. Do you need an MC for the fireworks too? Like, what do I do? Stand out there and hold a sparkler and a microphone? No, just the, just the parade. Okay, the fireworks right, yes. kind of speak for themselves. You can then just go and enjoy the fireworks. <laughs> okay, good. Because by that point, I'll be I'll be wiped. I gotta get exactly. all those. I gotta get all those floats. I gotta be the person. I gotta be the one that goes in. Here comes uh, float number uh, forty-seven. Uh, brought to you by. I mean, like this is gonna be. I'm going to have to have notes. I can't go. I can't fly off the cuff on this because I'm going to be sitting right in the middle of everything right on 95th Street. So I'm going to be well prepared and ready to go for you, Josie. We're excited. Yeah. So we can't wait to get that back. Uh, Our summer concert series. So that'll be back. We'll be splitting it between Klein, the Circle Park and 50 Acre. Um, We're really excited. Our driving range is really, it's really busy. So we're there 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. right now. Um, looking to expand those hours, you know, the warmer it gets. But yeah, our day camps, everything's kind of ready to go. You know, you guys do the day camps uh, for the kids. I always screw this up when I talk to Paisha when she's with the youth department. I was going, what about the camps? And she goes, that's not me. That's the rec department. Uh, I'm the youth. They're the rec. And, you know, I get confused all the time because I'm, I'm stupid. I do a podcast in my basement. It's, you know, I'm, I'm not a genius. So, but, but the thing is, uh, the camp's coming up. I'm throwing the smallest Lanuti into these camps, mainly because his two older siblings, we're talking about a girl that's got a driver's license now and has no time to be hanging around with her six-year-old brother, and the other guy's playing hockey now for Brother Rice and getting ready to go into school there, and at 14 years old, uh, 14-year-old boys disappear for the summer. So I'm like, he's going to just be sitting next to me for three months. I want to keep him busy. So when do the camps start? How do I sign him up? And how much time will you take my child off of my hands for on a daily basis? We have two options for that. I'm taking them both. <laughs> well, yeah, full day, which would be not, uh, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Or we have a mini day camp that's Tuesday, Thursdays, uh, 9.30 to 3. So there's two options there, but we'd be happy to have them at full day if you're interested. <laughs> how, how, does, uh, how does it work now? What do they do at the camps? Uh, they, first of all, does it run for the most of the summer, just a month? When does it, what does it run for? So our full day day camp will run for eight weeks. It's going to start June 13th and run through August 5th. Typically, we, we end that first week of August because a lot of our camp counselors are in college, so they'll be going back to college. Um, so we do do eight weeks and mini day camp at seven weeks. Uh, it will start the 21st of June and also run through August 4th. Uh, again, the full day is kind of the exciting one. So that's two days of swimming. That's over at the high school pool. They'll swim two days a week. They'll do field trips. So we're looking at like Windy City Thunderbolt, you know, games, um, things like that, just to kind of get the kids back out there. How old do they have to be to be in the day camp? Uh, entering for a full day day camp, they entering first grade through entering sixth. Nice. Mini day camp is entering kindergarten to entering fifth. And, and like on a typical day, like you gave the big things they're going to be doing, but are there just days where you just take them out to the park and tell them to dig for worms? Like what, what, what do they do on the, like on a normal day? So they're scavenger hunts, you know, if they're looking for different leaves, they're looking for different items throughout town, you know, trying to get them outside. Uh, there's games, board games, arts and crafts indoors. We'll do like a, a water day. We'll maybe we'll have a water slide here, you know, where they can just kind of enjoy being outside um, just back to the basics on those other days. Where do I sign up my kid to do this? Come on over and see me at the rec department. Come see you at the rec. Everybody can come see you at the rec department, right? 
Always, yes. We'll find something for everybody. Okay, I'll be there. I can't wait. I got to sign this kid up for something. He's gonna. He is gonna wear out whatever counselor you have. Like, give him one that's got. <laughs> Give him somebody with some extra stamina because he, he talks more than his father, if you can imagine right. that. So <laughs> he's going to wear you out. He's learned from the best. <laughs> you'll know exactly which one is the Lanuti kid. Which Josie. one he is. Yeah, you'll know exactly which one he is. Okay, so what else do we have going on uh, with the rec department? Uh, adult classes. So we have our popular sand volleyball league that's coming back. We've got Pi OG with uh, Kathy O'Grady's strength classes. And then a new one for the cycle classes, which is the bike riding, we're going to add a kids cross training for 12, uh, 12 up this year. That's going to be a new class with Aaron Lee. So there's a little bit of everything for everyone, but check out the book. It is online and you can always pick up a hard copy here at the rec department. Um, but just take a look. We kind of have it broken down by age and grades, you know, to make it kind of easier to read. But yeah, we're excited about the parade. Our summer concert series are back. And obviously we want everyone to get out to the driving range and check that out too. Who's in the summer concert series, Josie? Have we have we found a way to secure Smashing Pumpkins yet, or uh, maybe? No, they haven't knocked on our door. But we got Wild Daisy, the Neverly Brothers, Smiley Tillman, which we tried years ago. Yeah, I had Smiley on my show to promote that that thing, and then he didn't even get to play. That was yeah, I remember yeah, that. It was like a monsoon. So he'll be here August fifth. It'll be a Friday night at Fifty Acre. Uh, we have Rick Lindy and the Wild Ones, and then we'll end our summer concert series on um, Labor Day with Rich Daniels at 50 Acre Park. I'm going to tell you a suggestion. I know you're not going to take it. You should just have one night at 50 Acre Park where it's like open mic or karaoke and let the uh, the residents of Evergreen Park go out there and make fools of themselves. <laughs> Insurance-wise, I don't know if that's our best idea. <laughs> I was going to say, Chris, you probably want to know when the next uh, Wine and Paint and Sip event is, too, right? Is there another one of those? Yeah, well, I'm always very interested in the wine and the paint and the sip, more of the wine. And uh, if there's a, a brew and, uh, you know, making a craft, uh, something like that, uh, do we have something like that coming up? So we're actually going to swap in for in the next month. We're going to have a teen acrylic paint night opposed. There will be no alcohol, oh. obviously. There'll be some snacks for the teens. Uh, and then back in August, we'll be back to paint and sip night uh, for our adults. Awesome. It sounds like you guys are just full of things that are going on. If somebody listened to this and they're like, well, I could skip back and listen to it over and over again with my my pen and paper, but they're worried they missed something. Give me the uh, the web address they should go to. Is it the village one? Just rattle it off for me. Evergreenpark-ill.com. And actually, the uh, I will say the spring-summer uh, book, you know, the program's book is online right now. There's also copies here at the community center they are going fast uh but you know that you can get that digitally anytime that you want is it working out over there josie with glenn moving over to the uh, community center i mean uh, you guys get getting along with them or is it like what the heck where did this guy come from it was like it was meant to be he was supposed to be here the whole time (laughs) he's assimilated into the group over there exactly Good, good. I wanted to make sure he's okay. And Glenn, before I let you go, when, when's the next uh, play? Are we working on something here with the Candlelight Theater? We are indeed, and, and maybe you and I another time can talk about that at length, but in the beginning of June, we have got the George S. Kaufman Mossheart classic comedy play, George Washington Slept Here. A lot of laughs. All so right. we'll talk. 
All right. You guys are always really busy. You always have so much to do. I appreciate you jumping on the uh, the podcast and let everybody else uh, know about it. And again, go to the Village website, check out all these different programs. And if you have any questions, go walk right into the, the rec department center, right over there at the community center. Thanks so much for jumping on. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Thanks, another show is wrapped up Another show's in the books Another show is wrapped up And then by the looks it's gonna be a good one And we'll see you next week And the nude is Another show is wrapped up Another show is wrapped up Another show is wrapped up And it's in the books Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, basement, the Nudie's Basement, the broad basement. Slancha. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the eppodcast.com.